Hey guys, thanks for joining us for this 117th episode in Season 2 of Good Questions with Cameron Dole. Special guests on this episode include actor Dominic Burgess. He plays Jerry Summers in Dr. Death, which is available now on Peacock. We'll also visit with writer and actress Siobhan Fallon Hogan. Has a new movie, Rushed, which will be available in theaters and on demand August 27th. Of course, if you would, please take the time to subscribe, comment, leave some feedback, check out the shop, and share with your friends. Would like to say thanks to our sponsor for today's episode, Smiley's Breezy Vapes at 313 Falcon Road in Altus, Oklahoma. They've got new hardware, plus the largest selection of disposable flavors in Southwest Oklahoma. If you ever have a question, you can call or text 580-471-VAPE. And don't forget to check out Wacky Wednesdays. They'll spin the wheel for savings just for you. Now, if Monty Hall was alive and he walked up to random people and asked if they had a can of Pringles on them, seven in 10 people might say yes. According to a new poll, Americans love snacks so much that 69% of people say they always bring some kind of snack with them when they're on the go. 51% say they fill up on snacks as an entire meal at least three times a week. And 53% said they'd swap out an unhealthy snack for a healthier one if there were more options available at a similar price point. Of course, that surely depends on what the healthier choice would be because six out of 10 people said their first choice of snack is packed with sugar or salt, and the most popular choices, potato chips, chocolate, and candy. Of course, you've heard about the podcast, The True Story Itself as Well, Dr. Death. We're going to talk about the highly anticipated limited series that is available to stream on Peacock, and uh, with that, we've got Dominic Burgess with us today. And first off, Dominic, appreciate you taking some time out of your busy schedule, brother. Oh, no. Thanks so much for, for having me. I appreciate it so, so much. Now, tell us, Dr. Death, did you know about Dr. Death before being a part of the show, or did you have to do some extensive research once you got the role? I did not know about, uh, I did not know about Dr. Death. I uh, got the audition and was told, hey, it's a true story. It's based off this uh, a uh, doctor who was injuring and, and maiming his patients. There's a podcast. Go listen to the podcast. Um, and so I tore through the podcast before my audition and was sort of blown away that a doctor could be operating and injuring people and no one was, was stopping him. Uh, so, oh my gosh, yeah, it was, it was really eye-opening for me too because i had no idea <laughs> and when you come in and you're playing the role of, of jerry summers uh, the childhood friend of, of dr death himself how much pressure do you put on yourself as you take on an actual real human being role if you will yeah that's that's right uh, I, I played jerry summers and he was chris's best friend they they went to college together they played football together and jerry was you know chris's right-hand man. He would drive him around. He helped him set up his business. And he was this big, gregarious, fun-loving, friendly, warm, open guy. And for me, that was the entry point to, to playing Jerry, was making sure that, you know, he, he's a real person. Uh, he, he actually passed away in, in February of this year. But making sure that, you know, 
he's not just portrayed as a, a doofus who, who isn't really aware. He, he loved Chris, and I think the way that I wanted to portray him was that he was manipulated by Chris just as much as, as anyone else. And, and so for me, it was loyalty and friendship that was the, the anchor point. And, and that was, I think, the, the most important aspect for me to, to get across in playing Jerry. Um, because then I think once he does go under Chris's knife and things do take a turn, um, I, I think it's all the more heartbreaking, um, you know, seeing that journey play out. And Dominic, as as we've all been through so much, we've gone through so many emotions this last year. It seems like most of the releases that are coming out are, are feel good releases. Did did uh, what what was your thoughts working Doctor Death, especially coming out of pandemic and, and the response that you've gotten? Have you been surprised by it? Gosh, yeah. You know, we actually we filmed this uh, over winter in New York, sort of in in the height of the pandemic. It's funny. Uh, originally, it was going to be shot. Uh, months and months earlier, but everything was put on hold. Um, but yeah, the, the experience of filming it in a, a pandemic was was very odd too. We had to change a lot of things. Normally, you're on a set and you're talking with people and interacting and, and really getting to, to know the cast and crew. And this was uh, very different in terms of, you know, coming to set and filming and then being sort of ushered away to your own private corner, away from everyone else in a mask and a shield. Um, so it was a very sort of uh, isolated way to work and film too. But I think that lends itself to to the show because it is so dark and, and grim uh, that when you see Joshua Jackson playing this guy who is so cold and and focused and uh, narcissistic, I, I think it lends itself to, you know, a lot of the time when you, you get on set, during the pandemic, the only time you get to, to see the other actors is when they're in character, and so coming down and just seeing Josh in that mode is, is kind of scary, so I hope that comes across on screen. Dominic, this last year, I mean, we've all had time to ourselves, and uh, as you've adjusted, uh, evolved for the pandemic, what do you think you have pulled most from this last year that you're going to take moving forward as well? Um, gosh, you know, I, I have had a lot of downtime. I've, I've been very fortunate that I've been able to to work, you know, on, on Dr. Death, and then I've just been filming in, in Puerto Rico and Colombia, um, so I you know, I think for me, it's just a, a sense of how fortunate I am to do what, what I love and knowing that, you know, that there are a lot of people who, who aren't as fortunate as, as I am. Um, so, you know, just just gratitude, I think, that I was able to, to continue working and, and writing and, and being creative uh, during this time and you know, not to take anything for, for granted. And, you know, hand in hand with, with Dr. Death and, and this show is, you know, not taking my health for, for granted. And I think that goes hand in hand with the pandemic as well. Just being grateful that, that uh, uh, yeah, I'm able to do what I love and, and be healthy. There you go. And again, the highly anticipated limited series, Dr. Death, you can stream it on Peacock. And of course, Dominic, always want to make sure and let our listeners know where they can keep up with everything you've got going social media wise as well. Yeah, I'm at uh, Dominic Burgess on Twitter and I'm at Dominic Burgess one 
on Instagram, and there's there's a whole lot of cats on there. Oh, you'll be like cats. <laughs> That's good stuff. Well, again, Dominic, it has been great to visit with you and looking forward to uh, to watching more episodes of Dr. Death, and hopefully we can catch up again real soon. Great. Thank you so much. Now, if there's still a title for fastest gun in the West, this guy might deserve consideration for his duel with a kitchen appliance. An unnamed man in Washington State was placing aluminum cans in his fridge last Saturday when one of them exploded. Now, he was startled and immediately pulled the pistol out of his waistband and fired around into the bottom of the fridge. That alarmed some neighbors and the cops were called. They found the guy yelling incoherently in an alleyway. He told the police that the people who live in the basement wanted to kill him and that they'd shot at him, so he fired back in self-defense. There's just one small problem with that. No one lives in a basement below the man. In fact, there is no basement at all. The man was arrested for second-degree unlawful possession of a firearm and discharge of a firearm. Excited to have Siobhan <laughs> Fallon Hogan. <laughs> Siobhan Fallon Hogan. I, I was like, I, I got the first name out. I was like, well, there goes the rest of it. But uh, <laughs> Siobhan, we, I feel like we've known each other for years. Uh, I, I'm sure a lot of folks tell you that whenever they see you face to face. But first off, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. Thanks for having me. I really, really appreciate it. Now, do you want to talk about this new movie called Rushed? And this one uh, has kind of been in the pipeline for a minute. I, I know you've had some feedbacks from some friends and other actors as well. Excited about this one. And Siobhan, tell us uh, how excited to have a movie on right now. I am beyond thrilled. I, I started writing Rushed about three years ago and we filmed it a year ago, September. Um, pardon me, two years ago. But of course, with COVID, everything got pushed. So it's a thriller. And it's about a mom from upstate New York, Irish Catholic. I just happen to be there from there and I am Irish Catholic. So anyway, and whose son gets involved in a fraternity hazing incident and she tries to go take the high road. But when the high road doesn't work, she seeks revenge. So it's a reveal psychotic revenge thriller. Now, where did the inspiration for this come for for you? Uh, what, what, well, it, was I, it real I, life I, circumstances that inspired it or? Uh, no, but I have three kids. So, and they're now, you know, one teenager and two in their twenties. And I think <laughs> most mothers, if they have kids like mine anyway, spend many years in the fetal position, worried at night when they go out <laughs> on a Friday or Saturday or Thursday or whatever, you know, wondering, are they okay? Are they okay? Especially when they go off to college because you have no control anymore. But this, this movie has a lot of humor in it too, even though there's you know, so it's very sad and it's thrilling and it's crazy. But um, because, you know, the Irish Catholics have a very funny way of looking at things. And the mother is a helicopter mom, unlike <laughs> unlike anyone I know, who, you know, first kid goes off to college and she's driving him crazy. So there's a lot of humor and it. it kind of has everything. So that's where the inspiration. And, you know, and there's a lot of incidents in the country that I'd read about. So that's where the inspiration come from. And working with Robert on this one as well, I mean, to, to have another seasoned professional as well. I mean, how cool is it to work with Robert? And I know, like we mentioned before, excited from the feedback that you've been getting. Well, Robert Patrick is, I've worked with him so many times. I did a movie with him a thousand years ago. I played his sister. Um, 
in striptease. And then we've been worked on TV together. And so when I called him up, I sent him the script. He's like, I'm in. And, you know, he's been in the Terminator. He's been, um, he was the father and walked the line. He works all the time. He's superb in the movie. He plays my husband and he's beyond great. Um, and I've been getting unbelievable feedback, which is amazing. You know, we, we have it on all those YouTubes and everything. And there's like so many hits and the comments are great. But I sent it to a lot of directors that I've worked with like Andy Davis, who directed The Fugitive, he directed Holes. And he said, Siobhan, I can't get over it. Because what I did was we filmed it in my hometown in Rumson, New Jersey, where I live now. And everybody gave us their mansions and their, you know, cars. My, my neighbor gave me his pickup truck. Everybody pitched in and he's like, where did you get the extras? Because there's this one scene with a senator. And, you know, I have some, I hobnob with the hoi polloi, but I also hobnob with, you know, <laughs> anybody and everybody. So I got every, I, and I got everyone I knew to play every scene, right. You know, <laughs> the store owner, I got my priest, I got, you know, um, this guy who owns a farm. So, um, so all the locations are amazing and all the extras are amazing. So it just really came together. It's really, it's a miracle really. Now the timing on, on the release rushed kind of goes along with the, the hazing going in on fraternity sorority type stuff, getting yeah. ready for the back to school. I mean, timing's perfect here. Yeah. Well, vertical entertainment bought it back in the fall and they said, you know, we want to hold it till the kids go back to school. And um, so August 27th, they'll go back. And I've gotten, I've gotten, you know, people from the trailer sent me letters, texts. They're like, I'm so afraid for my kid to go back to school. I was like, look, your kids have a good head on your shoulder, their shoulders. Don't worry about it. But, um, you know, but everybody loves a thriller and everybody loves to be scared to death. I think sometimes in a movie, but yeah, the timing really August 27th, it'll be released in movie theaters and on all the video platforms, you know, Apple, I'm such an old dinosaur. I say that <laughs> I said the vertical, I go, what in God's name am I supposed to be saying when I, <laughs> they said, say all video platforms, Apple, iTunes, Amazon, all of them. So anyway, so it'll be on there as well. You talk about being, uh, being a dinosaur. A dinosaur. I was trying to be <laughs> kind. I'll let you say it yourself. That's all right. How much has things changed over this course of your career, the way things are, are dealt with, and, and how much has social media changed the game? Oh, it's, it's so insane. This is so eye-opening to me because, you know, kids – they really prefer to stream movies, I think. Well, then COVID hit and families all bought these fl big flat screen TVs and they like to watch at home. So going to the theaters is, is you know, it, people have gotten out of the habit. It's like bowling. It's like you go like once a year, unless you're a bowler. I don't want to brag, but I was on the bowling team in fifth grade. Um, but I smelled like cigarette smoke so much at that time. Talk about how things change. That I had to, I had to stop because my mother's like, I can't keep washing your clothes. I have too many kids. You reek of smoke when you come out of the bowling alley. And you're only in fifth grade. But anyway, so yeah, I mean, social media is crazy. And this, you know, my son is actually doing a lot of the social media, and we have PR people that are doing social media. Andy Hoagland, who you know, and um, Prodigy, and they, it's crazy. They have all, all these platforms, and overnight we have like you know, hundred thousand hits. It's nuts. So I'm just praying to God that it you know, will do well and people will go see it. Now, as everybody's dealt with so many emotions this last year as well, that's one of the things when I was watching the trailer, not only the back to school time, but also 
where people are emotionally. I think this really pulls the right strings as well. Yes. Well, when I when I did the film, we edited it in France because I did I knew nothing about post production, and we were on the the, the woman who directed Vibeka Musaya. She's Danish because this film is co-produced with Lars von Trier because I've done three films with Lars in Denmark. I did Dancer in the Dark with Bjork. I did with Nicole Kidman and Ben Gazzara and Lauren Bacall, Dogville. And then I just did um, The House That Jack Built with Matt Dillon. So when I when I wrote the script, you know, what did I know? I sent it over to Denmark. I said, what do you think of this? And they called me the next day and they said, we want to co-produce this with you. So this all ties into the emotion that you have. I'm not skipping over the question, but... <laughs> No, I just have a little ADHD. I'm not diagnosed, but I definitely have it. So um, at the second to last day of the shoot, we, we drove from New Jersey to upstate to get the outside foliage scenes. And the director from Denmark said, Siobhan, we have an A-list director, an A-list movie, but we don't have an A-list editor. I was like, wait, 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 let me think. I've been in this business long enough. I was like, I did a film with Johnny Depp that my friend Wayne Roberts directed. And there was a French editor who used to call me. So I'm going to call her. Sabina Miliani, she ends up editing it. <laughs> but so talking about emotion, the emotion for me started like everybody else with COVID. We finished editing. I flew home March 1st. I'm like, I'm, I'm going back to, De to Denmark now because the editing was in France. The sound edit was in Denmark, March 13th. Well, the plane was canceled. So we did everything <laughs> remotely. It was insane. You know, with Christian Eidness Anderson, the world renowned composer that does all Lars's movies. And then you know, selling the movie that I thought that was the worst. I was like in the fetal position for like the entire month of October. I was like, please let this sell. I owe a lot, owe a lot of friends and family money. So that was insane. And then now it's kind of like this crazy high because, you know, I'm doing PR like round the clock and then we're getting ready for the premiere. So, you know, it's like, a, it's like, I don't even know what to liken it to. I guess it's kind of like when you get married, I thought, this is like doing 10 weddings. You know, it's just, it's just I'm so hyper, I can't even sleep. <laughs> it's a good thing this is a podcast because if you saw my face, you'd know it. Yeah, I know, right? As a writer, as you approach the premiere and all that stuff, how do you look at that differently as, as a writer as opposed to starring in a, in a movie as well? It is so different. First of all, it's easier as an actress when you go to play the role because you've been writing it and been living with it for so long. It was also easy when I had like a table read through to say, oh, this works, that doesn't work. When I go, I mean, look, at this is like, this is like, listen, <laughs> the pressure is on. I mean, <laughs> the writer, I'm the producer, which means I owe a lot of people some dinero and I'm an actress in it. But I know that it's great because I've seen it so many times and I've seen and I've heard the reactions. I'm not patting myself on the back. And I'm when I say that there's a, there's a miracle involved here. I my, Listen, my father and my mother are both in heaven. My mother passed um, at 96 in March. And she's like, Shvan, years ago, she's like, let me tell you something. She's like cream rises to the top. And this she saw the movie on my laptop and she's like, this movie's top shelf. So I, I, I feel really confident in the movie. So I'm, I'm just gl glad to kind of get to the finish line here. Then we need, <laughs> then we need the numbers to come in. You know what I mean? Yeah. You've got bills to pay. 
We got bills to pay. (laughs) (laughs) Who was the early inspiration on your, on your acting or who was it that maybe really motivated you? And when you're going through the hard times was still there, always uh, helping you along. Who was, who was that for you? My mother and my father were unbelievable. I mean, really unbelievable. My father was the funniest person I've ever met in my life. And he, Bill Fallon, his name was, he was a lawyer from upstate New York. He went to the same college I went to. He, well, he made me go there, Lemoyne College in Syracuse. And he was like my b- biggest fan. And so was my mother. Now, my father, he was hysterical. And people said he should have taken it on the road, but he was a little more practical. He used, but he used to call me in New York City when I was struggling. And he'd say, Siobhan, why don't you come back home and start a dinner theater? And my mother would be like, no, Siobhan, you got what it takes. But I remember when I got on Saturday Night Live, and it was, you know, extremely competitive. And I go down to New York and there's all these girls. And of course they have to torture you. They don't tell you right away. And everybody went out with the cast. You know, it's like Dana Carvey and Adam Sandler, and Chris Rock, we're all out. And, and they're kind of like, Siobhan, I think you're the one, you're the one, you're the one. Anyway, so they, they told us at like seven o'clock in the morning. So I call home to upstate. My mother's like, oh, geez, your father's golfing. So I call him and he, they're like, oh, Siobhan, we think he's on the, you know, everybody knows everybody in Casanova where mm-hmm. I'm from. And they're like, we think he's on the, you know, the seventh hole. They go out and they get him. They bring him in. You know, there's no cell phones in those days. I was like, dad, guess what? I got on Saturday Night Live. He goes, out of sight, Shivani, out of sight. I'll call you later. I got to get back to my golf game. (laughs) (laughs) You were always totally there for me and my sisters too. And my husband and my family, my kids, you know, and then there's people, you know, um, like Robert, like Robert Patrick, like that is a loyal friend. I mean, for him to do this movie, you know, he's a big deal. And for him to say, and Jake Weary, these guys are, you know, Jake's like at the top of his career at Animal Kingdom, he's killing it. And then I had friends, Ellen Cleghorn, my neighbor, my neighbor, my roommate from Saturday Night Live, my neighbor, what's happening to me? Um, she, she was in it, Perry Gilpin, who I did a play with a thousand years ago. She was, you know, in Frasier, she was Roz. I called everybody up. They're like, we're in, we're in, we're in. We trust you. I had no idea that it was like a possibility that it wouldn't be good. And then when we got back from France and, and Denmark, and I did like a screening for the investors and my family, my sister, Sheila said after the movie, Oh my God, I almost didn't come. I thought if this is bad, I can't take it, (laughs) which I repeated the story to an investor and he said, me too. <laughs> it, never, it never entered my mind. And I think because literally, you know, I've been acting for, my God, 30, 35 years. Um, I really grabbed the cream of the crop. I grabbed, the, you know, Vibeka Musaya, the best director, the best editors, our, our cinematographer, Matthias Schubert, I had worked with before. He's amazing. All the actors are unbelievable. And it, you know, I believe in this European um, method, which Lars von Trier does, which is, it's like a play. There's no above the line or below line. There's no divas. You know, we're all in this together. The crew. I mean, I had friends. I'd be like, hey, anybody got any extra rooms? I had people living all over town. <laughs> I mean, it, it was really unbelievable. This maybe changed your expectations as you as you work on future projects now that yeah. you've seen how this has gone. I mean, and, and how has that made me? Uh, I, I know how creatives are that they face the challenges, always wondering, you know, am I good enough? Am I, you know, all that stuff to be get that acceptance 
from the others as well to be a part of it. I mean, uh, that, that's got to also motivate you, right? Absolutely. But here's the deal. My, my one gift that I was given, I don't know why my father told me I had unearned effervescence. And so I, I don't care about people. I do care about, I love them, but I don't care what they think of me. So, so, and also you see, because it's an independent film, I don't have to take any, I don't have to listen to anyone else. I can trust my own judgment. And honestly, when I was younger, I was like, what do they think of me? But now I've, I could care less. I know what's good. I'm doing another film after this, uh, literally a month today, which Robert Patrick's going to be in. Dan Castle and Etta Homer Simpson, you know, the voice of Homer Simpson, he's a friend of mine. Oh, yeah. He's going to be in it. Um, and I'm following the exact same formula. Everybody's going to live with friends. It's going to be, I have so many of the same crew coming back. You know that you've done a good job if the actors are back on board and the crew is back on board. Because, you know, people can say, oh, you know, they, they know how to run a classy deal. She's a nice person. But you know, if the crew guy is like, hey, listen, I'm back. And there are so many of them that are back. I don't even, I like, I hate to say icky things, but it's almost, almost like a family. Like I'm so loyal to the people that were there for me from the beginning. I will always keep them with me. You know what I mean? As we come out of the summer for you, how different uh, is, is maybe your 2020 vision going forward the rest of 2021, moving into 2022? Did, did goals have to shift as a result of pandemic for you? Well, honestly, because I never, well, here's the deal. It's weird because of the theaters, because streaming, according to the distributors, is a bigger deal than the theaters. Wow. So some people are still afraid to go. You know, we're opening on the 27th. Our, our, we had to add shows um, because it's going to be so packed at the premiere and it's going to be, you know, in different states and everything. We've had to add shows. There's been that much response. Now, who knows what's going to happen? I mean, people are talking about this Delta variant. I mean, I'm so sick of it. But and as everyone else is, it's so horrible. So if streaming is it, streaming it is. You know what I mean? But I'm, we're going plugging on and we're doing another one. And I just feel like if this is the new normal, I'm not going to change who I am. I'm going to keep working and want to keep making movies and, you know, living the life fantastic. <laughs> You're not changing <laughs> who you are. We're just evolving, right? Exactly. Exactly. This too shall pass. This too shall pass. You know, <laughs> one thing I'm terrible at being patient. Yeah, I'm the worst with patience as well. So that's <laughs> now, Siobhan, if folks want to find more info about about Rushed and about the other upcoming projects that you've got coming as well, where's the best place to keep up with everything? Well, if they just Google Rushed movie 2021 or Rushed, make sure you put the ED on it because I think there's another one called Rush, Rushed ED um, movie or go to IMDB for Rushed. You can, you can um, watch the trailer and you can read all about it. If you go to rushed movie coming soon, there's a big article about it or Syracuse.com. There's a lot of articles about it. Um, and then it will be out August 27th. And I beg your listeners for support and I promise you'll love it. It's an hour and 40 minutes. It's keeps you on the edge of your seat the entire time. And it's, it's a great movie. You see a lot of feedback from time to time. And whenever I, I got the, I saw the 
the feedback from Patton Oswalt. And for whatever reason, I don't know what that says about me, but whenever I saw that Patton gave the, the representation that he did, I was like, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> Patton, this is crazy. I was on a zoom talking about a movie um, in, in, in during the pandemic with the Rosenthal's Phil Rosenthal, you know, did Everybody loves Raymond Lily Rosenthal's in the movie. She plays my daughter. Oh, wow. During the pandemic, they did these Sunday night Zooms and they were talking about Ratatouille. My kids are huge fans of Patton. So they they come on. My daughter, who's 19, my other son is 23. My 26-year-old wasn't there. And Patton IMs me. If that's what it's called, it's on my computer like it lights up. (laughs) Right. Siobhan, now can you imagine this? He says, I'm a huge fan. He said, I also used to be roommates with this guy that I used to know. So we, it was like we were in high school. It was like we were cheating under the table, like slipping notes. Back <laughs> in the room. I was like, shut up. How is he doing this roommate? Anyway, so we started keeping in touch. Turns out Patton just did a movie in Syracuse. The new movie I'm going to do at the end of, of September, a lot of that crew is going to work. Well, guess what they all had to say? Patton Oswalt is the greatest guy. We loved him. But so Patton, you know, he has a huge following. So he's like... I sent him the movie because I wanted to, to, you know, see what he thought. And he just loved it. So, yeah, that's pretty. And, and Lars von Trier, I got to tell you. So if people are, are familiar with the European films um, and Matt Dillon, like I sent it to them and Lars said, Siobhan, I haven't been able to get through a movie in 10 years. This is the first one I've been able to watch full. I loved it. Wow. So that was huge. Um, so I just, you know, I, I'm, I'm really just feel, really feel grateful as my head spins off my body. <laughs> <laughs> now, again, the, the release date, August 27th, Friday, August 27th, it'll be in theaters. It'll be on, um, streamers, video on demand, Apple, iTunes, Amazon, whatever all those things are that kids watch. <laughs> platforms. They're called platforms. I only knew platforms. <laughs> I couldn't stream a movie if my life depended on it. <laughs> that, that's awesome. Well, Siobhan, it has been a, a true privilege to have the chance to visit with you. I've truly enjoyed our time and well, I, I look forward to the movie. I really, really appreciate it. And honestly, um, send me an email or give me a call. Let me know what you think of it when you see it. I will. I I will. appreciate it. And thanks to all your listeners. I hope you come out and support us. Really do. Thanks a lot. Do want to say thanks to our sponsor for today's podcast, Smiley's Breezy Vapes at 313 Falcon Road. Check out Wacky Wednesdays. They'll spin the wheel for your chance at great savings every Wednesday. Stop in and see them at 313 Falcon Road. Or if you have questions, you can call or text at 580-471-VAPE. That's 580-471-8273. Smiley's Breezy Vapes. Be sure and check them out on Facebook as well. Now this would make deciding on lunch a whole lot easier. Taco Bell is running a contest and giving 100 people free tacos for a year. Now it's for the one year anniversary of their loyalty program and you have to be a rewards member to enter. So sign up for that first. Then go buy something in person and use their app to scan a barcode on your receipt to enter. And it runs through August 18th. 
Don't get too upset if you don't win, though. A year's worth of anything sounds like a lot, but we're talking about Taco Bell here. A year's worth means one free crunchy taco per day or 365 total, so each prize is valued at $547.50. Well, thanks again for joining us for this 117th episode in Season 2 of Good Questions with Cameron Dole. If you ever have a comment, a question, maybe anything else you'd like to know, you can hit me up on the contact page at gqwithcam.com. You can also find me on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook at GQ with Cam. If you'd like to help out in the funding for this podcast, visit our merch store where we've got hoodies, shirts, mugs, tumblers, stickers, and more. That's gqwithcam.com forward slash shop. If you have a special guest idea, email me gqwithcam at gmail.com. Again, thanks to our sponsor for today's episode, Smiley's Breezy Vapes, and our good friend Brandon Allen for coming up with our theme music. We're going to let him play us out and hope you guys have a great weekend. Thanks for tuning in.